0: Get ready to break molds and blaze trails. Welcome to the Chelsea Home Podcast, your shortcut to wellness, yeah. business, and growth with a yeah. Twist. Let's flip the script and unlock your full potential together. You're the problem. It's you. <laughs> that probably doesn't feel very good, does it? But the good part of that, the salve of that, is that you are also the solution. So today, what we're talking about is. Growing yourself so that you can grow all the other areas in your life. Because if you do not take the time to grow your mindset, to grow the, and build the habits that are going to take you the direction that you want to go, if you don't take the time to clarify what your top priorities are, and what that actually looks like in action in your life, you're not going to be able to grow the other areas of your life that you're wanting to grow. Because here's the thing, when we are looking at growth, right, in whatever area, it really is limited by, first of all, our thinking, because then that impacts our actions and not just our actions in the present, in the immediate results that we're getting or not getting, but that impacts in the long term of what we're actually capable of sustaining and not just sustaining or maintaining, but building upon because we cannot outwork, out hustle, outdo who we think we are, what we think we're capable of we can't we just can't there is a cap set by our thinking and that's why i talk about mindset all the time and yesterday i was on a call um, with the the company of women that i work with as a personal trainer called corefit and shameless plug here if you are looking for the accountability and one-on-one of having a personal trainer to actually Virtually come into your home (laughs) to program a workout for you based on you and your goals, then you can hire me because right now I have some availability to take on more coaching clients. So if you're interested in that, just uh, leave a comment or you can always connect with me on social and I'd be happy to share that information with you because, oh gosh, you know, I have said it so many times that. Another limitation that we have are physical limitations, right? Like there's something as women that we somehow feel more holy when we put ourselves last or treat ourselves as a doormat or completely disregard our own physical, mental, emotional, whatever needs in order to elevate meeting all of the needs around us first and what happens in that is it starts to put a cap with physical limitations on ourselves and we can't show up as the best to be the best for those around us if we are not feeling our best and so that's why I talk about true wellness which is multifaceted right it's it's not just physical it's not just what we're eating it's not just how we're moving it's spiritual, emotional, social, mental, all of that. But anyway, so back to, you. I was on this call yesterday and we were talking about uh, a challenge that we're going to have coming up, um, really Mom, going into the new the year, challenge? going to the holidays. Mom, go to you can hear Bo in the, no, <laughs> he's asking about a challenge. Um, so we're talking about this this, this thing we're going to do. And so we were, we're thinking about how, how can we make it even better? How can we, you know, make this multifaceted using all of our different gifts as coaches, you know, because we all have different strengths. We have, we all have different areas that we essentially specialize in. Right. And it was interesting She said, Chelsea, you know, you're I know you're super into mindset and talking about that. Like, how can we incorporate that into this challenge? And it was so interesting because, um, you know, I (laughs) I think about this a lot that, you know, what really differentiates me in the way that I show up as a coach, as a trainer, um, as someone who is serving other people. And a lot of times it comes back to mindset because we can't outwork. thinking, or limiting beliefs, or how we see ourselves. Um, You know, we can't control the thoughts that are coming into our head, but we can absolutely control what we do with them, whether we stay focused on them and marinate in them, or we look at what's the actual truth, then we reframe our thinking based in that actual truth, and then make it a daily practice to continue changing the direction of those thoughts, right? And so this is why I am here today encouraging you that if you want to experience growth in your life, it starts with you and you are your own biggest problem. You have baggage from childhood, from different experiences in your life that are, are causing you to react to certain triggers in your life and to have this subconscious reaction, right? Like, and our brains are wired to to feel good, right? We want to avoid pain. And a lot of times the way that we do that is through pleasure seeking, right? When you're feeling extremely stressed, what is your go-to behavior that helps you to have that dopamine hit in your brain. So for me, you know, I grew up and I have a very deeply rooted connection with the women in my family over shopping and going out to eat. And so shopping gives you an immediate buyer's high, right? Like it gives you a hit of dopamine. You're excited. You just purchased online and you can't wait until you get that whatever you bought, right? Food. Food right? Immediate comfort. It makes us feel immediately good. It's a dopamine hit. You know, this could be anything for you. This could be something that you're consuming. Um, This could be, you know, just checking out. This is completely up to you, right? And I just want to reiterate, I am not a therapist. So these might be things that you actually need to deep dive with someone who is professionally trained in this area. But what I want to do is just to bring an awareness to you that the the things that you're doing in your life on autopilot are greatly impacting the direction that your life is going. And you cannot change the direction your life is going if you do not first have an awareness of the way that you are reacting to certain stimuli or triggers or people or whatever And having an understanding of the fact that you're doing that for a reason, your brain is doing that because it wants to feel good and it doesn't want to feel bad and whatever that trigger is or that stress is, it's causing you to not feel so great, (laughs) right? And so we have these automatic responses. And just like thoughts coming into our head that we can't control, we can't always, we can't control the triggers that are going on around us, but what we can absolutely control is how we respond to them. And a lot of this comes back to being proactive about it, right? So go back and listen to the episode about embracing obstacles as opportunities for growth, right? Expecting obstacles to come because they are. And when we proactively expect those things because we have an understanding of our triggers, because we have an understanding of how our brains work, we can proactively make decisions and take action to help us to avoid those potholes we know are coming, that are going to continue to wreak havoc on our vehicle ourselves, right um, and, and getting to our destination metaphors are not my strong suit. Metaphors are my husband's strong suit, but not mine. But I think you can understand from that metaphor I just tried to pull out of the vehicle and potholes of of what I'm trying to say here is that, you know, we we can have growth in our lives in all of these different areas when we start with ourselves, understanding ourselves, being proactive to make decisions and take action in expectation of the obstacles we know are going to come of the triggers we know are going to arise you know if you struggle to work out right but you have a destination or working out is not a destination I'm sorry it's not But it is a lifelong habit, a process that you're always going to be going through and committed to if your goal is healthy lifestyle, which is a better goal, right? Um, But if that is something that you're working towards, but you are not being proactive in expecting the potholes or the triggers of, well, hey, I know Mondays are really stressful days for me. I know that, you know, also... I'm stuck in traffic longer, or I know that we have more things in our agenda that we're trying to fit in, and you know the logistics of it all. So guess what? My, I know my tendency is going to be to reach for. Foods that offer me comfort in that situation, but I also know that those foods, while not bad in and of themselves, are not going to help me to feel my best and to move in the direction of of having an overall healthy lifestyle that I want. So, what I'm going to do is Sunday night or Sunday or whenever I have fit this in and committed this time. I am going to prep some meals or some snacks or have decide that this is my go-to, you know, if I know that I'm going to be really hungry running my kids between practices and whatever, like I am going to make two shakes in the morning. I'm going to throw one in the fridge for later and I'm going to have one in the morning, right? So then I can grab it as I run out the door. For me personally, I'm going to have some protein-packed meal bars in my purse and a box of snack bars in the van so that you know, when we're all hungry, we're not going to hit the drive through because we know that that's going to cost us more money. It's not going to make us feel our best. And, you know, as a mom with my kids in sports now, I mean, I, I value and prioritize health with my kids. And I see, actually, so this is so interesting. So as our kids are getting older, I mean, th- through the ages and stages, I have seen how the decisions we've made and the actions that we continue to do consistently for our kids have made a big difference in their health. But as they're getting older, I am seeing this more and more. It's like the divide is like widening. The gap between our kids and their health is becoming so much more drastically different than their classmates, than their friends around them, than peers, than just the general population of kids their age, right? Um, And I'm not thinking of anyone specific here. I'm just thinking generally overall, my kids eating habits, while not perfect, (laughs) and I wouldn't expect them to be, and I don't put that pressure on my kids to eat perfectly, but I do teach my children the value of what they're eating is going to impact how they're feeling. And so we've, we've had these conversations of, okay, so you ate this thing. How did it make you feel after? Let's observe your classmates. What did their lunches look like? And what is the overall feeling that you're getting of, you know, probably how that impacted them the rest of the day? Guess what? Even at their, you know, young ages, they can see this. They're like, yeah, our classmates have soda and candy and there's not an ounce of protein in sight. And guess what? After lunch, they're fidgety and they're tired. And they, they have a really hard time focusing. And so I'll say, well, and how did you feel after you had your lunch that, you know, I've helped you, I've taught you different options to make sure we're prioritizing protein. And, you know, we still have chips in there and we still have, you know, other treats and desserts and stuff, but we're still building it around protein and healthy fats and complex carbs that have fiber that are going to keep them feeling full longer. So I'll ask them, so how do you feel in the afternoon? And they're like, great, not sleepy. Like I feel full and I'm, you know, How often is it that your kids get home from school and they're just ravenous, right? Well, look at their lunch. Look at their snacks. Did they have protein in there? Did they not? And if they didn't, I guarantee your pantry is feeling the heavy impact of that, right? Um, My kids come home and they're not starving because they have learned to build meals for themselves. Now, our youngest, Ruth, is in kindergarten. So, of course, I'm packing her lunch. I think I've already told you guys that. But our oldest three, who are 12, 11, and soon to be 10, they pack their own lunches. And you know what? The oldest two, they have it down pretty well. Um, You know, Emma, she still checks in and says, hey, like, I have these in my lunch. Like, what else do I need? You know, and I'm like, well, that's carb, 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 carb. We need some protein, you know. And she's like, well, I just still don't know what to pick, you know, so we'll go through the options. Um, But it's really empowering her to be able to make those decisions, right? So all of us to say, it's about growing yourself first. So then you can turn around and lead the others around you. So in this situation, I mean, I used to eat like crap. When I started my health and wellness business, my mother-in-law looked at me and laughed at me. And then she was like, oh, you're serious. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, but, but, but you don't care about health (laughs) at all. And I was like, well, that was before I was exhausted and dying and felt like a mom bee and had zero energy and took a few steps to change those things very simply and now I feel great and guess what because I'm feeling great now I have the energy and the expanded capacity to be able to turn around and help the people around me because of the things that I have learned over the years in my own health in checking in with how I feel and all these different things now I'm able to turn around and help my children right? And so they're helping their friends, you know, and they're, you see how this this works, right? But if I hadn't taken the time to grow myself, which started with an awareness um, and then moved through the stages of that and being proactive to address different things in my life, I wouldn't be able to do this with other people today. Not with my family, not with myself. So you have to start with yourself. And what's going to happen is if you focus on how you can grow, you're going to see that impact all other areas of your life. You can't change other people. A lot of times you can't like instantly change your situation or your environment or, you know, different things in your life. You can't. I mean, you could, but a lot of times those drastic changes are not possible or even wise, right? Um, It's learning to navigate Our season, our situation, our circumstance, our environment, our circles. It's learning to navigate these things in small steps that are sustainable over time with consistent and intentional work and development and growth, right? So when you grow yourself, you're going to see how it impacts all other areas that you can't fix. But guess what? You are absolutely in control of the decisions that you're making for yourself, especially when it comes to your own actions, reactions, and what you do with the thoughts and feelings that are coming into your head and taking space in your body. I hope you enjoy this today. I hope you feel empowered that while you are the problem, you are also the solution, my friend. Take care. Thanks for joining the Chelsea Home podcast journey. If you've enjoyed challenging the norm and embracing growth with a twist, share the love. Don't forget to subscribe. Until next time, keep defying expectations and keep leaning into who God made you to be.